0: Thank mm-hmm. you.
1: Hello everybody and welcome to the 413th episode of MTG Fast Finance, the podcast that delves into the darkest mysteries to ensure you get access to second helpings of cardboard gold. MTG Fast Finance is your weekly podcast covering the world of Magic the Gathering finance, collection management, and speculation. I am your host, James Chilcott, aka at Critic on Twitter. My co-host is Cliff Daigle, aka at Word of Commander on Twitter, and we're here to help you folks make and save
0: money playing our favorite game, Magic the Gathering. Hello, everybody. As always, I'm looking forward to diving into all the things that happened this week. But before we do, I want to remind all of our listeners that this show is produced by MTGPrice.com, the leading MTG Finance community. Please sign up today at MTGPrice.com to plan your specs, chat on a great Discord, and read articles by some of the best financial minds in the hobby mdg fast
1: finance is proudly sponsored by cool stuff inc where you can find all sorts of cool nerdy stuff in stock including all the best in magic the gathering singles sealed product and a plethora of other collectibles use the promo code finance 5 that's the number 5 during checkout at coolstuffinc.com to save 5 percent off your order and support this podcast it's not a real winter but we still got work to do up
0: here in the great white north what is on the agenda this week my friend We're going to lead off with uh, everything that happened at SCGCon. We had a couple of big modern events to talk about, some 10Ks. Then we have our top paper movers in segment two, all the stuff that's gone crazy in paper. Then after that, our top movers online. Segment four has our cards to watch. And at the end for segment five, we're going to talk about the winter super drop and see what in there is worth buying, uh, especially if things are not labeled correctly. So we'll see how that goes.
1: Alrighty, kicking off the metagame week in review, as you said, two big tournaments at SCG Con Hartford this weekend, so we're taking another look at some big paper tournaments for Modern. They were both 10Ks, and the Saturday event had 355 participants, so a pretty healthy-sized tournament there. And then the Sunday event was naturally smaller at about 198 people. The top eight for the first event on Saturday was Shardless Rhinos in first place, featuring four uh, Tide Tidebinder, Blue Red Merktide in second with three Ragavan, Three shardless rhinos. Sorry, third place with shardless rhinos again. Again with the tide binders. Black red scam still making appearances, just not as dominant as it was prior to the fury banning. With four ragavan, four bowmasters, and four grief in the current builds. Amulet titan making regular appearances on the back of four copies of the one ring. We have black green Moth in more most of the top eights we see lately in modern. Running three copies of soul cauldron and four grist, four bowmasters. Probably the most interesting appearances here, the four-color creativity list that we flagged last week in the paper tournament in Europe, also making an appearance uh, stateside for indomitable creativity and a variety of support structures to get into something big and nasty by the mid-game. Hardened Scales also doing some work here with three copies of Soul Cauldron and four Patchwork Automaton out of Neon Dynasty. On the come-up, Soul Cauldron, Bowmasters, The One Ring tide binder probably the biggest additions to modern in the last six months or so
0: i mean the one ring has moved all kinds of stuff it's exactly what amulet titan wants one turn to just go crazy plus some cards uh i i love a creativity list where your only options when you cast indomitable creativity or the transmogrify is going to be you're going to hit on archon of cruelty and that's just going to catch you up that's something like an eight for one i'm not really counting uh, let's see, creature, draw a card, gain life, they sack a thing, discard a card, and lose three life. So that's a pretty good way to spend four mana. You're just sacrificing a token to go get an Archon, and heaven help you if they manage to Indomitable for two, although I don't think they ever really bother with that. A lot of the point removal in the format doesn't deal with an Archon either. Well, it, it might, but it even if your removal is good, like you can Unholy Heat it, but a lot of people aren't playing Unholy Heat, it laughs at most of the other things. You know, you're going to Fatal Push this? Ha 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 no. Yeah, try again. But, you know, even if they do kill it, you've gotten great value from it, and you just got to cast another thing to get another one going. I'm mostly looking at, like, think about the removal
1: suite in things like Rhinos, where you have three Dead and Gone, a dismember, four Fire and Ice, and three Flame of Anor. Only the Gone portion of Dead and Gone gets any of that done.
0: Yeah, you got a two-for-one yourself, and Archon is already, like, a five-for-one, so... And in
1: Scam, Fatal Push and Lightning Bolt can't deal with it. Molten Collapse can, which is a new addition since LCI. Uh, that's the one that lets you... It's like a terminate, but you
0: sack something, right? I believe so. Let's see. This list of Scam uh, is the Molten Collapse. Uh, it's basically Dreadbore. But if you descended, you can Dreadbore plus destroy a non-creature non-land with mana value one or less. Got it. So yeah, that'll... Yeah, oh, so they're okay. they're
1: relying on collapse and terminate in that, in that situation, uh, or just griefing the thing.
0: Yeah, get it. Well, you can't grief it. You got to grief away the uh, the creativity. Well, you grief but, the yeah. creativity
1: to get rid of the thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So in the Sunday event, we had Hammer Time in first place, Shardless Rhinos in second, Grix's Shadow in third and fourth, Shardless Rhinos in fifth, Four Color Creativity again in sixth. I'm willing to bet that's the same pilot. Teamer aggro, probably the most interesting thing here with four questing druid in seventh and then another amulet titan to finish off that top eight. Overall, modern looking about as healthy as you would like it to, a little more since they banned fury and I think that's going to be called a win by pretty much anybody observing.
0: Uh, The only question left is, did they change this early enough for fury to be in modern horizons three?
1: Yeah, I'm guessing we don't see those cards here because they've all already had... Most of that action, but they could do something like give a single treatment to the elementals, something like retrofoil etched, because that's similar to what they did in two versus one. They took things right. like Ranger Captain of Eos and, and reprinted and you could only get it in the CBs. So I wouldn't be super surprised to see something like that go down. And I wouldn't be surprised to see some of the key rares that haven't caught reprints get included there as well. Or is uh, Saga, Dothy Voidwalker and a few others? certainly have to be on the uh, agenda for reprints at some point the only question is when
0: modern horizons 2 had a whole bonus sheet just of modern horizons 1 reprints right
1: yeah but you could only get them in i think foil and you could only get them in cbs
0: right so it was not a huge amount added but it was some amount something like that i think you're right is very likely for this Uh, but we'll have to see when they tell us more about modern horizons 3
1: Plenty of action, top paper movers this week, kicking things off with March of Swirling Mist showcase out of Neo. I just sold a full out of those over the weekend for 24 or something, felt like free money, uh, neon bulk going to be the bulk that keeps on giving I think. We've got the Black March showing up in the Cabal Coffers list in Modern, and this March of Swirling Mist of course has been a big part of the Bant Poison deck in Standard, going $5-$8, 60% gains. Helm of the Host schematics out of Brothers War uh, bonus cards, foils going 10 to 17, 70% gains as people start to mop up those mythics. Sakashima of the Thousand Faces foil etched out of Commander Legends uh, 28 to 48. I made a good chunk of money on these and ran out of them about a year ago, so I'm not super surprised to see them turning the corner back upward. However, they are, you know, this is a card that is about to get a reprint in a secret layer, so we'll talk more about that a little later in the cast command tower secret layer galaxy foils out of the november super drop going eight to seventeen over the last several weeks galaxy foils just doing super well that uh, particular drop is full of commander super staples and you know between the soul ring the command tower and the arcane signet you have a lot of goodies there
0: and they they printed as many as people wanted of this one right this one did not run out they were just like whoever wants it come and get it nazgul 726
1: showcase scrolls version and uh, non-foil going 11 to 25 very solid gain since november keep in mind these this is the second printing of the nazgul since the summer but unlike some of the other premium stuff and the holiday release they did not adjust the rarity so the, the nazguls are functional mythics and I just sold my third playset of Japanese foil Nazgul that I was in on under $70 for 150 last night. So I'm in and out on three sets of those since the summer. And I would imagine that showcase scroll sets are going to do equally well down the road for whoever hoards them.
0: Yeah, uh, we've, we've shown that people want to get the full set of Nazgul. So you got to have all nine. God forbid you don't have the full set. One,
1: one of the interesting things is that the Nazgul have know two or three different commanders you can build around based on the the wraith lord but you don't have to put it in a nazgul wraith focused deck you can just put it in a plus one plus one counters focused deck like you can build it into your atraxa build in a creature counters matters build you can slide the nine nazgul in there and have a very like solid core of consistency with a bunch of like mid-rangey creatures that are going to combo with a bunch of other cards like hardened scales and doubling
0: season and so forth yeah, it's hard not to get value from the, the ringweights, so uh, good job on that design wizard. Like, everything about Lord of the Rings, just except for reprinting the, um, the Realms and Relics the way that they did, everything about Lord of the Rings has been super impressive.
1: Yeah. Original Phyrexian Tower out of Urza's Saga, the very last set they printed without foils back in the day, uh, 35 to $80. There's no major reprint on Phyrexian Tower since Ultimate Masters five or six years ago. And the only significant reprint it's caught since then was a secret layer Dracula's tomb version. But that one has been pumping hard uh, as of late. And so it looks like people realized there was relatively narrow inventory on the originals and just went ahead and took a swipe.
0: I mean, can you imagine if this was... Uh, they, Ur- Urza Saga had the whole set of ridiculous lands. This is where Tolarian Academy is and um, Sarah's Sanctum and guy's cradle you know so some of those are reserved and then this one isn't it's very strange very strange indeed we've also got stinkweed imp retro non-foils out of time
1: spiral remastered three to seven dollars 133 percent gains you and i talked about this as a potential card to watch last week and it is continuing to hollow out we also have dream chisel out of onslaught original non-foils three to seven dollars that's going to be on all the morph-related hype from the MKM cards. Surge foils continue to do well out of ancillary sets. Seaside Citadel Surge Foil out of Doctor Who has gone 2 to $6 over the last couple of months. Nearly sold out near $15, really. Um, I don't know if people are going to start paying that price or not. That plateau has yet to be tested. But it's pretty interesting to see a comes-into-play tapped Tryland that has an upgraded version Uh targeted just because it's the only fancy
0: version of the card well that's exactly what it is this is a a card you want to put into all your bant decks and they haven't given us any spicy versions of this so if you want it you had to open a doctor who uh, collector booster and almost nobody decided to do that
1: miri weatherlight duelist borderless uh special promo out of the lci cbs three to nine dollars Nicest version printed of this card ever, which I think was originally a Commander twenty seventeen card. And it's already in twenty three thousand decks on EDH rec. I have this in my dinosaurs
0: build. I don't know if it's gonna survive there, but it's certainly an interesting card. It's a good card, you know, there's no argument with the the power level, it's just also it's a cat, and as we're gonna talk about, cats and dogs are kinda big right now. Some more foil etched cards
1: being targeted. Heliod Suncrown foil etched out of Commander and Masters. That's just six months old from the summer premium set release going 15 to theoretically 50. That's 200% plus gains. Perforos, God of the Forge foil etched 15 to 60 over the last several weeks. 84,000 decks on EDH Rec marks that as a pretty close to a super staple, at least a high tier staple uh, for the format. Anytime you're dropping tokens into play, say something like Cats and Dogs... Uh, with Ginny Faye and Jetmir, Perforos is going to want to be in that.
0: Yes, yes, it does.
1: And then, biggest gainer of the week is apparently Seismic Assault. The original copies out of Exodus, fifty to
0: $8. And I have absolutely no idea what that's about. It's not on the reserved list. There have been multiple printings. It was in 7th edition, 8th edition, Ultimate Masters, and 10th edition. So it's not like they're lacking for versions. Um, this is the, you know, it's not even. I guess it would be the only old version, the only uh, retro frame version. Although 7th is retro, you just it ends up with the, uh, the white border. I don't know either, but uh, if anybody knows, feel free to let us know. The only commander that shows fresh play with it is
1: Inti, Sen- Seneschal of the Sun, because Inti lets you get access to exiled cards to play on your turn if you discard a card. So it's discard a card, do two damage with seismic assault, and then put a card into exile that you can cast which is pretty nice in that deck, but Inti only has 345 decks built so far.
0: So right. it doesn't look like a ma- major force on the scene. And it's, it's also not like you get to discard the land card and put that land card into play, but it just says whenever you discard a card, then you exile the top card of your library. You may play that card until your next end step. So it's not even as combo-rific as... Um, what's the two-drop uncommon from Neil that says whenever you discard a card uh exile it you may play it until end of turn uh i forget what it's called but it's a two mana two one from neo i'm thinking Uh, of the mishra's work desk
1: or whatever from brothers that that's also similar but yeah i i remember the card from neon dynasty drafts i just can't picture the name yeah sorry everybody can't remember Magic Online Movers of the Week, we've got Aklazot's Deepest Betrayal, the Mythic out of LCI, 3.41 to 5.17 ticks, 51% gains on the back of strong standard play and a little smattering of Pioneer and some of the black red decks in that format. We've also got Brotherhood's End out of Brothers' War, 5.01 ticks to 8.39, that's 68% gains on the back of pretty solid play in standard Pioneer, it shows up in Modern Rhinos in the sideboard. And then with all the Rhinos action in Modern lately, and I think it is like in contention for top deck in the format, format, at least top three, we have Wooded Foothills on the move, KTK versions on Magic Online going 6.55 to 10.68. That's going to be 63% gains on those as well.
0: And it's not even like Rhinos is going to be an easy pull from the special guest. Uh, I did the math on that if you read the article, uh, folks, uh, from last Friday, and... Uh, Let me look up exactly what it is for uh, that particular one. So the special guest uh, is going to be approximately, to get a non-foil, 641 draft boosters to get one Crashing Footballs. I'm sorry, play boosters because it's no longer draft boosters. And then to get a foil special guest is going to take you uh, about 333 collector boosters. So these are going to be tough pulls to get, and so we might see Rhinos on the rise as the deck continues to be popular and people want to pick it up.
1: Yeah, with a drop rate like that, that could enti- be entirely possible. Moving on to cards to watch, uh, may as well talk some more about some Secret layer stuff. I'm looking at this Command Tower Galaxy Foil that showed up in the top paper movers this week going 8 to 17, and I'm thinking, I don't think is the end of that pattern. If you look at the arcane signet in the soul ring from this drop that just came out in November, like these just shipped. And and my version my version of this isn't even shipping till March because the late orders on that drop have not yet shipped. So that's something to keep in mind here because it could be a little early if you, if you take a strike at these higher price points now. But when that inventory lands, uh, I would certainly be wanting to take a look at this in the next month or two for sure because... They're at 18 or so right now, but there's a pretty steep ramp. There's only 19 listings left, and the Arcane Signet and the Soul Ring are already another 5 to $10 more expensive. The drop itself is going for $100 plus on TCG Player, being less than three months old. Very, That's very good impressive. result. Very, very good result for these Galaxy Foils. And I'm thinking these are going to go 18 to 32, 35, maybe even 40, uh, as long as that trailing inventory that lands in March doesn't uh doesn't end up being a, a huge chunk and my guess is it's not i think the biggest chunks that get bitten off by vendors tend to be ordered early on because they want them to ship right away so they can capitalize on having the inventory sooner rather than later so i would imagine a lot of the trailing demand is folks that just got in you know didn't say oh, i'll order it later this month and then ordered their you know single copy towards the end of the cycle that leads me to right. believe that it's it's not going to fill the supply gap
0: all that well come March, but time will tell. It's through the wormhole. It was the Galaxy Foil, and you're right. There's nothing under 100 there. It got to a low point, and then it just started climbing real hard. So got Greaves, Soul Ring, Arcane Signet, oh, uh, Thought Vessel, and Command Tower. Uh, that's all mega staples. They all look great. We know Galaxy Foil is a popular thing. Uh, this seems solid. That would put it, if it went all the way up to your target of 32, that would make it one of the more expensive versions of Command Tower. But there are some pricey versions of it. What's the most expensive? It's, it's got to be Arsenal, right? Probably? For however, however often that actually sells. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of versions of Command Tower out there, but this one having the Galaxy Foil is a pretty unique thing. Um, We do have, uh, you know, an enormous number of copies of different versions of Command Tower out there. You know it's going to be in every deck, but this one being so spicy uh, is definitely something to look for. Yeah, you've got Surge foil versions. They've put this in a bunch of different reskins. There's a Cybertron. There's the, the Fortnite version. Uh, You get a spiffy looking one with your Princess Bride. There was one with the Pixel Lands. So there's no shortage of cool ones. But this one being Galaxy Foil. I think that's pretty hot. That's pretty hot. I'm fond of the... I'm looking at all the versions right now. The the Fallout one looks really cool too. Because I know I've built weird towers like that in Fallout games. But yeah. This seems pretty solid to me. And I think the the pricing is just right. This will put it under the arsenal but the most expensive outside of that especially considering that nobody seems to have the uh sealed ones for sale anymore so yeah seems real solid good call
1: for the record the most expensive command tower is the judge promo which is market price 64 right now so this would put it if if it hits my target here it lands somewhere in between the commander's arsenal which is nothing special and the and the judge promo and arguably the best-looking alternatives are not the two most expensive ones. It's probably the Spire from the Fortnite drop and the Pixel command tower alongside this one. I also think the one from Commander Masters with the rainbow on it from the summer is totally fine.
0: I really like the, the Princess Bride one. I got to say, I, I opened one of those over the weekend. I was like, oh, this is pretty. Yeah,
1: that's that's cool if you know Princess Bride well. Uh, but I don't think, like, aesthetically, it's all that amazing from a distance. Uh, the hell you it, say It's cooler so. way- it's cooler when you look at the detail and understand. Take it at. back.
0: <laughs> what's your fir- What's your first
1: selection this week?
0: Uh, my first pick this week is a card we've chosen in different formats over the years. Uh, we're talking about Mask- Maskwood Nexus. I'm picking regular flame- frame foils. Uh, I looked it up, and uh, you picked this in November of 21 for uh, Foil Extended Arts to go 7 to 15. They're around uh, 12 right now, so good call on that. Uh, Derek picked them in the regular versions in Europe for a dollar uh, way back in uh, about a year ago. And that w- that's a really great payoff right there. But uh, you can get foils of the regular frame from Kaldheim for about eight bucks right now. And this feels like uh, the card that you really, really want to have in your Ren and Seri deck. Because uh, we know cats and dogs are super popular right now. Everybody's going... Uh, you know, bananas for cats and dogs, and you want to have dogs to get cat tokens, you want cats to get dog tokens, and then Rin and Siri tap to do awesome things, depending on your number of dogs and your number of cats. Well, what if everything was both? And Masculoid Nexus is about the only way you can do that, because you don't have access to the things in black. I think there might be a couple ways in blue as well, but neither of those are colors for Rin and Siri. So, Maskwood Nexus in foil, the regular versions, uh, low, the supply is not very high on regular foils. Uh, there's only 38 vendors. Nobody has a huge number of copies. The most is, uh, the gaming company has 29 at 1150. But right now you can still get copies for, you know, around $7, $8. And I think that's a pretty solid target to go up to 15 in the next six months or so.
1: I think for these foils to hit target, we just need to dodge secret layer for as long as it takes them to get to said target.
0: Sure, sure.
1: Because a good-looking, like, borderless secret layer version could, you know, if it was partnered with a $30 card, it could suppress regular foils just by virtue of being an obviously preferred version.
0: I would buy the snot out of a secret layer borderless foil Maskwood Nexus.
1: Yeah, they, but this could... That could happen on the next drop. It could happen five years from now. There's no particular reason it needs to happen anytime soon. We don't have any big uh, typal releases coming up that we know about. So, yeah, this seems reasonable to me. My next one is Zopan, Zopandrel Hunger Dominus Showcase Foil Step and Complete. <laughs> That's uh, a mouthful. I've I've previously called the Oil Slicks uh, to get there, and they're making some progress. But the step and complete foils are also likely to make that journey. There's 50,000 decks on EDH Wreck already running this card. And when I called the oil slicks, it was early on after the release. And, you know, we didn't have those numbers in hand. Now that we know that 5% of all green decks since this thing came out are now running it, that's a very solid number, uh, you know, a year after release. There's no particular reprint impetus for this anytime soon. Technically, the set is in print for another year or so i guess given the standard uh scenario where everything's three years now but more to the point they gave us so many versions of this up front that i don't think they're going to see any need to go back to the well anytime soon it's the kind of thing that if there was a commander master set announced for 2027 i could see it showing up there but in the interim i have a feeling this is going to very easily go 13 to 25 and if we look at the overall inventory
0: for zapandrel small it's not all that deep yeah there's only 26 vendors one person has four copies and the chart is exactly where you want it to be uh you could have gotten this at the end of november for eight bucks and now it's up to 12 12 to 13 so yeah the rock solid this is worth doing just on inventory this is you know that if they reprint it it'll be in you know a, a cycle of it i don't see them doing some random one of the dominus although the white one really does need it you know everybody wants to put um what's it i don't even remember what the mondrock mondrock yeah mondrock is crazy popular and rightfully so triple your tokens but uh we will eventually see it but like you said it's a question of they can't secret layer everything right away this is still technically in print uh, it's in competition with its Oil Slick version, but there's not very much of that around either. So yeah, this seems like a really great pick. I wish I'd gotten in at $8. I'd be happy to get in, you know, under 15 for the ride this is about to take.
1: Talk to me about Prava of the Steel Legion, Foil edged.
0: Yes, so we've talked about a lot of foil etched cards uh, in the last few months, and this is all the way back in Commander Masters. So not last summer, but like two and a half years ago, give or take. I think it's
1: I think it's actually three
0: years ago this November, this past November. Three years ago, so uh, a long time ago, and this has gotten a reprint in a uh, a Phyrexia All Can Be All Will Be One Commander deck, but the foil etched version is. Uh, the same art, but you know it's got the cool frame, and it's a cat, and it gives all of your creature tokens plus one plus four, which is exactly what you want in a deck based around cat and dog tokens. Well, and it, and especially the three one vigilance tokens that would become four four dogs. You know, it, there's never a bad time to give your creature tokens a big old buff like this. Sorry, four five dogs, not four four. You know, it it there's no you can put now whatever number you want. But it's going to be good, and uh, the fo- the etched foils are on an upward trajectory. You could have gotten in uh, for around two bucks around the beginning of the year, and now you know we're only down to sixty-one vendors. Nobody has a giant quantity of these left at a at a cheap price, but there's a couple people who are up near ten dollars. So I'm picking this to go from uh 350 to seven in the next six months because it's a cat it helps tokens this should be a popular inclusion in renin siri it didn't come with the main deck but i think that as people upgrade the deck they will buy up the last few versions like the regular is you know a bulk card you can even get it in a regular foil for you know 50 cents but the the foil etched being three fifty means that people are really willing to pay a premium on this to get that different frame, to get that different look. And by golly, I want to be there to give them uh, the same thing for a slightly higher price.
1: I've got a couple different decks this should be in, and I don't think I knew this card existed until this conversation. Despite I almost certainly own a bunch in bulk.
0: Magic, magic's like that these days.
1: Yeah, I don't think this is likely to be a big gainer, but I do think it's a very solid pickup for personal use if you have a deck that that can make use of it. Because down the road, this could be easily be a $15 or $20 card in this particular version.
0: Yeah, we've had this discussion on the Discord. There's just too many good cards that you don't see until some you're playing somebody against somebody else's creature deck and whatnot. And uh, this has been in my uncommon key. It's only three mana for a 1-4 that gives this big old buff to everything. So, And being a cat, I think it's the time. But you're also right that people don't know about it, and maybe that'll stand in the way. But it hasn't stopped the uh, foil etched from getting as expensive as it is. righty, let's take a look at
1: our topic of the week, which is the Winter Super Drop 2024, big new secret layer drop. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight releases here. Um, I think the general consensus in our Discord today, having looked over all this, is that the art is very strong. As has been typical lately, they're kind of knocking that out of the park on a regular basis, um, with few exceptions. And the offerings in terms of card, you know, staple quality of cards is low to mid. The thing that jumps out at me as being the most likely success story, as I just posted to the Pro Traders recently, is the Just Add Milk Second Helpings Foil Edition. The first edition of this had Ulamog the Ceaseless Hunger with the cereal box aesthetic front and back and copies of a and Galta that suddenly became relevant during all the dinosaur hype this fall. So that one has done very well. I think the, the lowest copies of just add milk are 60 or 70 or something right now on TCG player. Let me just take a look at that. Just add milk foil copies yeah just under 70 for the the cheapest copy of that so that one did well these are available at 40 you could potentially get a discount through the bundling here the overall inclusions are not as good i don't think sakashima of a thousand faces previously mentioned as spiking hard this week and foil etch from cmr is nearly as attractive as ulamog Uh, ninjas still lesser than eldrazi especially if we're getting fresh eldrazi in mh3 and potentially not mm-hmm. getting fresh ninjas. Uh, however, this is a very cool version of Sakashima, and I could... Sakashima regular copies are $30 right now, so a foil borderless being worth the drop is probably true, especially given that Adrix and Nev just caught a reprint in the MKM commander decks and is, and is currently pre-selling around 12 I would imagine that will fall down to 4 to 6 when all, the dust clears, but the fancy right. version of it might well still be a $10 card. Now, Krak, the Thumbless, and Yargle don't really ca- factor in here, I don't think. So you're buying this on the strength of Sakashima, Adrix, and Nev. And I think my conclusion, therefore, is that these end up selling in the $55 to $60 range a year down the road. And whether or not that's worth you investing in a few copies, either for personal or spec purposes, kind of depends on what your other options are. It was mentioned in the Discord that this is probably fine, but there's always something better than this lying around, and I think that's true.
0: I agree with you on that. Like these are these are solid picks. Uh you know, I I don't know who in Wizards is all over this yargle meme stuff that's going on. But like you said, Sakashima as a default setting. And the neat thing about the this drop is that you get two versions basically depending on which side you want to show. Like if you don't want text, great, you take the the front side. That just looks like a cereal box. And on the backside, it's actually got the rules text if you care. And you know, you've got a maze, you've got uh, karks, uh, you got weird, uh, kind of uh, sudoku thing going on for that for the others. And you know, it's just a neat little thing to do. And the fact that you get basically two versions in one card gives it a, a little bit extra bonus because I, I do hate personally when they don't put the stats on neat frames and these we know that unusual frames are likely to do well long term the question is how long a term is it going to be uh i'm a big fan i'm sorry before i move on anything you want to add about just mad milk nope go ahead Uh, i'm a big fan of hard-boiled thrillers i i don't think the cards themselves are particularly mind-blowing But this sort of frame has paid off in the past. Like, that was literally what I picked last week, was the the Monster Madness. But you get Dire Undercurrents. Uh, Nobody really needs that. Obina, the Brute Chronologist. That ends the turn. Great. Reconnaissance. Uh, If you haven't played with that, it's a great way to just attack with everything, and everything you want gets through. Uh, We get Newest Jace. Wait, no, that's not newish. Chase Jason. Wielder of Mysteries. Reconnaissance doesn't help them get through, to
1: clarify. It, it makes sure that nothing dies
0: that... Nothing dies on the attack, yeah. That gets blocked, yeah. And then uh, I'm a big fan of this black market. That's a cool-looking black market that I will probably be buying singles of. I don't see myself buying uh, a big stack of these for spec on a lot of these uh, drops, especially because uh, nothing has sold out today. So the the Cats and Dogs deck sold out in, what did we figure, like six hours? Six hours, yeah. Yeah, this one, um, we don't know when it's going to sell out. It's got 27 days to go. So I like this frame. I'm probably going to get a couple singles from that. And uh, yeah, we. which one do you want to talk about next? Well, just to follow
1: up on this, the art on these as throwbacks to 30s and 40s pulp fiction comic books is superb it's a it's this is 10 out of 10 implementation like if you look at the close versions yeah. of these these are fantastic and if i was collecting secret layers from an aesthetics perspective i would pick these up for sure in terms of which of these cards i need to play i mean something like reconnaissance is in twenty three thousand decks being over 20 years old that's not super impressive jace wielder of mysteries i think would probably be a little better jace is looking at Seventy-one thousand four percent of all blue decks, so that's arguably a staple. But that's only a six or seven dollar card, and and the problem is that the black market is also a five or six dollar card in its base version. Now, that said, these are the absolute best versions of these two cards that might ever exist. I mean, the the Jace alt art Japanese from right. War of the Spark is also nice, but it's not this nice. Dire Undercurrents is just not an important card by any means. So it's really you know what are these are the nicest foil versions of the jace and the black market going to be worth given that if you get the foil bundle here you're getting the foil drops for about 32 us or so could these be you know $25 plus putting the, these two singles at $50 plus minus fees and shipping giving you a reason to care maybe but i don't feel super confident so so far i have not pulled the trigger on any of these even the just add milk second second helpings yeah, I haven't bought any yet either. They have a showcase uh, murders at Carlov Manor foil edition, which has Vilis, Broker of Blood, Gaunti, Lord of Luxury, Anawan, the Ruin Thief, and Grenzo, Dungeon Warden. These are more popular, generally speaking. I think that Vilis is something like just under a thousand decks as commander on EDH rec and 70,000 itself, 4% of all black decks since its release in M20. Gonti Lord of Luxury is a fairly popular commander. So I would imagine that's, that would be the biggest draw here. But the thing is like no one loves these, these case file frames. They're maybe one of the worst showcase frames of the last couple of years. So despite the fact that Gonti is in 58,000 black decks this wouldn't this wouldn't even yeah. be the version of Gonti I would reach for. It's just it's not a clear picture. I think if you could see the the full art, it might be more impressive. Of the four, The Vilis and the Grenzo are probably the best at showcasing the characters in question. But th- this looks very mid to me as well. So I think yeah, I'll be skipping mid that is one. That's
0: exactly the word.
1: There's a, a it- Prismatic Nightmares that has Arcane Denial, Nightscape Familiar, Reign of Filth, Prince of Thralls, and Simeon Spirit Guide. The two things to look at here would be Simeon Spirit Guide for the purposes of Legacy and or Cube, and Arcane Denial as a fairly massive counterspell in EDH. Uh, 330,000 decks run that. So this is the biggest staple we've seen out of any of these drops so far. And I don't think that outside of the foil extended art... From CMR, if I'm not mistaken, there is much in the way of fancy arcane denials. Yeah. Commander Legends foils are 10 to $11. Art on those is probably better than this new art. So maybe that's, you know, that's a $10
0: card. Simeon Spirit Guide, I don't think has a fancy version at all. Well, it's in the original Planar Chaos. So that one's going to be like the, the white uh, title and everything. And that's a $60 foil. And then it's a $10, a $20 foil, 17 excuse me, on uh, Time Spout Remastered. But it was in the list. It was in Masters 25, and that's a $10 foil. So I was dismissive of the Spirit Guide, but you can reliably think that this is, you know, solidly 8 $9 just on this one card. So if you think... I'm going to go out and say that I think the Seaman Spirit Guide foils, because
1: it's the nicest version ever made is probably right. going to be $20 plus.
0: If that's the case, that this drop seems like a real good bet cuz Arcane Denial is going for what again in foil? 10 for the CMR foils, but I think Which those are nice. Which is just the regular frame. Yeah.
1: No, it's not regular frame. It's it's extended art. Oh, it's it? FEA. Yeah, oh. from CMR. And, and and I think that art is better. So I think this is another case where it's kind of like You could get these for thirty one if you bundle the foils. The Arcane and the Simeon Spirit Guide probably make it up, but the other three aren't going to put you over the top unless you're selling on direct.
0: Yeah, these other ones are kinda trash.
1: If I if I was a direct seller, I think that this mega bundle of all the sweet foils bundle where you get all the foil bundles for one eighty over two thirty four ninety four, so that you're getting a twenty five percent discount times 40 base price yeah puts it at about 30 bucks a drop i think you can make that work on direct it's just not something i'm going to be doing when i only sell 10 dollars plus things on on ebay the yeah, um, there's
0: a lot of things that are just going to take up space until they you, you're just waiting 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 waiting
1: the, the final two drops are more of the same there's beauty of the beasts which is scourge of velkis voracious hydra felidar guardian Paragon drake and serpent of yawning depths these are all fine mid-tier creatures in various strategies in EDH. Scourge might go in your Dragon deck. Voracious Hydra oh, yes. goes in my... Oh, yes. Voracious Hydra goes in my, you know, Counters Matters deck with Atraxa. Felidar Guardian is usually a combo piece in, in decks that care about that. Ditto Paragon Drake. And then Serpent of Yawning Depths, you know, fits into the uh, Serpent Octopus Commander from uh, Crimson Vow, I believe it is. So... This is fine if you need these cards for decks. The, the art's gorgeous. I just don't see huge spec potential here. The, the final one is Deceptive Divination, which I like the art style of much more than the average pro trader did when they first saw it. My core concern here is that they haven't matched aesthetic to concept. These are done in very stark kind of ink blot style black and white with like a it looks like with a soft gloss. I think that's going to look fantastic. I would have done this with black and white cards. If this had been five cards that are black and white staples, this would have been much more of a hit. And the extra funny part about this is there's a circular logic reprint in here, which is a blue spell, and they marked it as a sorcery instead of an instant. <laughs> so it's, it's now the official highest print run misprint of circular logic that will ever exist.
0: I'm going to be honest with you. When I first saw this and it was like, oh, it's the wall that draws a card, creature wall and comes to play, draw a card. I thought this was wall of flowers and they just yeah. spelled it with the weirdest, weirdest thing. But it's it's actually the white one. Yeah, so, wall of omens. <laughs> so uh, this is definitely the most unique price of progress if you care about that. That hasn't had a lot of sweet versions. Uh, let's see. Also a legacy card. Price. In Legacy, burn also a Legacy card. You know, we there's been no sweet version. It was originally in Exodus. It was in the Premium deck of Fire and Lightning. Uh, there were foils in Eternal Masters that are not worth very much. So this one might get there, but like I've we've seen enough of the really unique frames that I think this might have a chance. My my main concern is whether a Legacy player will appreciate
1: a black and white aesthetic in their burn deck. If this was red and white, it it might make more sense. I just think that like when you're going to do these very stark color schemes, it behooves you to match them to the colors of the cards involved. Because the okay. last thing like say you have a 60 card deck of magic and it all looks like this, aesthetically it's beautiful. But mm your play pattern on table is like, I don't have no fucking idea what's going on in this game. Can you imagine trying to play an EDH <laughs> game where everybody's cards look like this? And they're all this kind of like abstract pattern that all, looks like all the other abstract patterns next to them. And you right. have to look, look really close to like, and focus on it to figure out which card you're looking at. And especially where the most legible font is the card type, not the card name. So, I mean, I think this, this artist is fantastic. Um, I just think the execution in terms of cards the artist was handed to work with is probably could have been better and would have had a better result. Cause if this was all black white staples, I could fit into the new black white EDH deck I built last week. I would probably snap this off for personal use, but as is, I think it's, it becomes a question of whether EWIT being a mega staple price of progress being a legacy burn staple and scheming symmetry being a probably underplayed card in, in EDH, but still pretty, pretty well played overall. I think Symmetry's at like forty-five thousand decks or something on EDH rec.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Combination of these three might might be enough. This this might surprise people, especially if vendors under like under order this completely and just skip it. Then this could end up being kind of like the mischief uh release was... where that release has kind of languished in terms of price point for the better part of two years, but is slowly starting to get there as was flagged in the discord just recently so i could see it i I could see hard-boiled thrillers deceptive divination and what was the third one the just add milk being your most likely to succeed i just think they the risk reward doesn't have me excited to pull the trigger Uh, in terms of collect in terms of collectibles this is all gorgeous pick whatever shit appeals to you and you can't can't really go wrong especially since we
0: don't know what the bonus cards are here well we know uh one bonus and that is the scorpion god if you buy any of the bundle bundles bundles for 25 percent off the drop costs whether you get a non-foil or foil you'll get a version of the scorpion god that matches the secret lair promo from um in the with a red frame and uh a special like um they're giving it out at uh, one of the magic cons coming up right uh yeah the same art style but it's not the same card right the same art style that's what i meant to say so you get a foil one if you buy the foil bundle you get a non-foil if you buy the non-foil bundle and i imagine you get one of each if you order uh this this the everything on the menu bundle uh, I'm sorry, everything on the menu gets you one foil the Scorpion God, looking at what they say, which is silly. Why didn't you get one of each? But I think that the discount, uh, especially, is it the same percentage for everything? Then I would probably be leaning at the uh, foil versions, although we've we've seen plenty of uh, drops where the non-foils end up slightly more expensive than the foils do. I think that you should definitely get these for whatever personal use you're planning on. And the, um, I don't know that there's big spec potential anytime soon, especially because none of this is sold out. If one of these had already sold out by the time of recording, which is like, what, we're at 12 hours since they put it on the market, then we'd really be talking about, oh, my God, oh, my God, everything's going nuts. They've really underdone these. Let me wrap this up.
1: On this note, if anything sells out, it will start to gain, <laughs> because yes. then any FOMO people will jump into the arena. If it doesn't sell out, wizards may fake sell it out to well, further that that narrative. Uh, you know, a week or two down the road, they might start sporadically pulling things off and then just throw them in the trash, whatever they haven't sold. And then I think that the the three that I that I flagged that just add milk, the um, hard boiled, and the uh, Deceptive divination have the most potential, and that potential will be unlocked if the print runs are low. And then, because they're distinctive enough to be sought sought after for that distinctiveness, they especially if people want to like want to get all the just add milks, like they want to get the first one and the second one. Because the day this was announced, I sold two just add milks like within an hour, where people were like, "Oh, I better get the first one because I'm going to want the second one." Right, right. You got to have a matching. So I think it's going to be a supply side thing more than a demand thing. I don't think there's going to be massive demand for any of this, but I think that if they, if it sells out, if it fake sells out, or if it sells poorly and they destroy the rest, then some of this stuff could be in low supply six to 18 months down the road and start to just show some solid gains. If I was going to do anything here with a gun to my head, I would probably get a, Two to four of the Beastly Breakfast Omens Bundle Foil Edition, which is the uh the one with Scourge of Elkis, etc., the Just Add Milk, and the White and Black, all of foil editions of those, and you'd be getting them for about thirty-one apiece, plus whatever whatever bonuses you get. And I think you'll do
0: fine, not amazing, on those. I think that um I would probably be in for And all the sweet foils bundle is what I'm most likely to do, is just one of each in foil. And I'll take the L on the Murders at Karlov Manor showcase cards and be happy with the rest because all of these are are pretty sweet. I gotta admit, I'm tempted by the fact they dropped the Deceptive Divination by five bucks. That does make it even more palatable. Yeah. But uh, I don't think I would go heavy on that. I think I'd be somewhere around a playset worth of that and then uh, a one of everything foil just because I've become that kind of person who likes having like one of each of the secret layers. Like I like to open it and just look at it because all these cards have been so damn pretty.
1: Honestly, there's never been a better reason to build a magic binder than in the era of Secret Lair. It's true. Because you can make a very really cool-looking binder now
0: <laughs> if you want Have to. you opened any of the Princess Bride ones? They're so gorgeous. I,
1: I, I intended to buy a lot of that drop and completely spaced on it. It's the only drop I missed all year.
0: <laughs> I'll give you a very reasonable price on one, James. I promise.
1: I'm sure you will. I will trade for cats and dogs on my end. Um, all right. So I think... Yeah, this is this is a solid set of drops, it, and this is kind of the place where I want Secret Layer drops to be. Like, obviously, it's amazing for us when they are stock full of things that are obviously going to make money. Like Cool Ocean Breeze having the Thassas Oracle, people underestimated that, but those are those are selling for seventy dollars plus at this point, point. and. You know, it'd be nice if everything had super staples in it that were super obvious to pick up, but I think this is where the sweet spot for a secret lair. Do a bunch of mid-tier cards for the most part, some really super staples here and there, and just do amazing art all the time,
0: and I'm totally happy with this program. I love that they didn't give us any basics in this drop. Just any time they give us a drop with no basic lands, I am there. A lot of these bundles, you get like, you know, with a 25% discount, you end up with, uh, you know, you're buying all these for full price, you get one for free. Well, my free one was a bunch of was five basic lands like goody goody gumdrops, so now at least I'm getting some actual cards like I can get this different Gonti and the Villas Broker of Blood and everything. So I'm I'm just really glad there's no stupid basics in here. I'm also really glad there's no Artist uh, Spotlight where they do a regular frame. All of these are mm-hmm. good frame, at least different frame. You know uh, the Karlov Manor ones are. A less popular frame but at least it's a showcase frame
1: i think they were worried up front that regular frames were necessary so that everything wasn't like a special frame but i think they've now realized they're so far down that rabbit hole that it doesn't matter
0: (laughs) they've got the data they've got to know that the the special frames i well i mean i don't know i'm guessing that it does Uh, as an enfranchised magic player i want these secret layers to break the frame if i wanted regular frames i would get regular cards
1: Exactly. All right. Well, that's uh, our take on the new Secret Layer Winter Super Drop 2024. Where can folks find you online, my friend?
0: You can find me online at Twitter at Word of Commander or my articles every Friday on mtgprice.com. I'd also like to remind our
1: listeners to check out the mtgprice.com ProTrader service for just $9.99 a month or $109.99 per year. You can get early access to this podcast, fantastic articles by the best MTG finance minds in the business, low-cost group buys, and a super active Discord forum that would drive better returns and save you money playing Magic the
0: Gathering. Once again, MTG Fast Finance is proudly sponsored by Cool Stuff, Inc., where you can find all sorts of cool nerdy stuff in stock, including all the best in Magic the Gathering singles, sealed product, and a plethora of other collectibles. Please use the promo code FINANCE5, that's finance with the number 5, during checkout at CoolStuffInc.com to save 5% off your order and support this podcast. That's it for this week, James, but more is always on the way. Thank you, Cliff.
1: Thank you all again to our listeners and we will see everyone next week on another episode of MTG Fast Finance.